Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Well, I want to get into some things, a couple things today. Um, I don't have any specific notes or anything today, but it was just on my on my heart. And I want to teach you, uh, I want to teach a message on faith. And I know you've never been around here. Uh, faith Family Church, you've never probably even heard the word faith, right? And so I figured, you know, I'd be charting new ground, new territory here. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that's okay. Praise the Lord. You know, I had the privilege and the honor of sitting under Kenneth E. Hagan, Brother Hagan, Dad Hagan, we refer to him as in, in, in complete reverence. Uh, the man was uh, amazing, and it's not about, you know, uh, lifting up a man. But I tell you, we need to give honor to whom honor is due. Scripture tells us plainly about that. And uh, if there's honor uh, for teaching on faith, for teaching, establishing things, I'm telling you, Dad Hagen was a prime example of that. What a blessing. I know he was in my life. And some of you, you know, maybe in this room, I know there's a few of you here that went to Ramah. But I also know, too, that... uh, Sometimes there's, uh, there's people that go to Ramah, and then there's other people that Ramah comes to them. And I believe many of you in this room, uh, well, all of you really, if you're here, Ramah has come to you. And uh, the word of faith has come to you, praise God. Thank God for that. I know when we uh, uh, pioneered our work down in Lander, Wyoming, I- I'll bet there wasn't two or three people there that knew who Kenneth E. Hagin was and really knew... Uh, about the spirit of faith and really what it was and the intent, but I'll tell you what, there's a whole lot of people now, praise God. And so that's what we do. We, we just spread the, 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 the good news and help people, praise God, for his goodness. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I remember Brother Hagen, you know, turning your Bibles to Mark 11, 22, 23, 24, and uh, many times and over and over and over again. And if, you, if your Bible, when you opened it, didn't promptly fall open to Mark the 11th chapter, you really wasn't in Rhema. Am I correct, Pastor Sean? And, uh, uh, but you know what I found out? Brother Hagin had been preaching all those years, and he said, you know, the more I learn, the more I find out I don't know. So I would ask that you don't just tune me out this morning, because if you don't, you'll learn something, praise God. We will all learn something because the Holy Spirit is our teacher. There's things I've read in Scripture before and read over them and over them and over them. And uh, afterwards, I, uh, uh, I, I realized that there was a lot there I didn't know. You know, uh, simply when we talk about in, uh, uh, you know, when we go to Malachi and talk about tithes, how many of you know the Bible says that um, uh, wherein have we robbed God in tithes and offerings, all right? We know that we are uh, we're to tithe, amen? We're to bring in into a storehouse. We know that that's a, a storehouse where you receive your, your food supply your, of, your, of the word of God. Right here, if this is your church, praise God, this is your storehouse, praise God. You should be tithing here, amen? And a lot of people, I, I would just thinking this morning when you was receiving the, your tithes, I thought, man, you know, I, I love tithes because it is an act of worship. It is a reverence unto God. And the more that we honor God in the tithe, the more the tithe honors us. Now, now God wants to bring multiplication into our lives 
And the enemy wants to subtract and divide. But see, we want to keep the door closed to him. Amen? We want to keep that door closed, praise God. And so um, uh, as, as, as we learn more and more who we are in Christ Jesus and what's been made available to us, I want to say this about faith, and I said this during this meeting. I hope it's all right if I stand here and minister. I mean, I, I, I like to be with you guys. Matter of fact, before it's over, I'll probably be back walking the aisles back there with you. They said they can keep up with me on the camera, so... Uh, or I talked to him about that, and I just like, because, you know, I've seen Jesus doing that. You know, you, you don't see where it says Jesus uh, worked his way into the crowd other than he pressed through the crowd, but you see a lot of instances where the crowd pressed him. Well, he didn't object to that. You know, he, he because when you're in the midst, you feel what people are feeling. And that's why a lot of times I like to walk around. I can tell what's going on. I can tell... You know, and 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 it, and and that anointing, you know, that it, it'll it'll just move amongst us. Praise God. So this morning, as I as I minister to you about faith, a lot of times we think when we hear faith, you hear people say, "Well, you know, my grandma, you know, she was a, a woman of faith," or this person or that person, they were a great woman of faith. And so, in that sense, faith is used kind of in a general term. We're talking a little bit maybe about their beliefs, that they were strong in their beliefs, whatever their beliefs may be. But what I want to talk to you today about is, is more specific. It's about the God kind of faith. Everybody say God kind of faith. Because the God kind of faith is the currency that every believer should be using every day of their life here on this earth to bring the things out of the spirit realm into the natural. It's the currency of glory. It's the currency of heaven. It's the currency of the kingdom. And uh, I don't care what it is that, uh, you know, when we're born again, and a lot of people, now, now I, I'm not degrading miracles. I believe for miracles, praise God, all the time. And, uh, and we see them, praise God. It's really good. But a lot of people that are, are, are uh, knowledge in the Word of God and grown in the Word of God uh, will spend a lot of their time running around looking for miracles. Miracles are great, but if you see, the, the majority of time miracles were worked was to bring those two people to him. It was a dinner bell. It was something that brought and got their attention. The currency that you and I are to live under to bring those things into our life, may it be healing, whether it be our needs met, whether it be somebody being born into the kingdom, whatever, we turn our faith loose and our faith goes after that. Praise God, grabs a hold of it and brings it into the now. Hallelujah. So everyone, and, and I like this because Brother Hagin would do this. He'd be walking around in a congregation like this per se, and he would just walk up to somebody and he said, what do you believe in God for? And I mean, just out of the blue, and you better answer the right way. Now what that does is it causes you, do I really have my faith busy going after something? At any given moment, you and I should have our faith in operation going after multiple things. Now, as you begin to grow in the Word of God, your faith begins to grow, 
and you begin to exercise that in many different ways. God wants us to do that, and we find out that to, to really truly please God, we do walk by faith. Now, as you grow, especially as a ministry, I know your pastor does, we do. The things that I used to believe God for was, you know, sometimes more simple. But when you are, when God's put you in charge over things and, and uh, of church and ministries and different things, there's a lot of things that you need brought out of the spirit realm into the natural. And you've got to keep your faith busy. You may have 20, 30, 40 projects of faith going on at the same time. You don't let down on any of them. You're constantly visiting them, strengthening them, and receiving them in, praise God. Soon as one manifests, you're after something else, you're after, and you keep growing in faith. You know, you think about some of these different ministries, like the, the Kenneth Hagin ministries, like Brother Copeland ministries, Jesse Savelle, Jerry, Jesse, uh, Jerry Savelle, Jesse Duplantis, all these you, you see, these are big ministries, but guess what? They didn't start out that way. You know, you hear them talking about believing God for millions. Well, they're getting ready to buy another airplane. Praise God, there's $10 million, $15 million, $20 million. It's like, hey, a $5 bill. And, you, and, and sometimes we look at it and go, oh. you know, man, that's, you know, well, guess what? They would have done that too if they would have just immediately stepped into that. But they did, and they grew. They began to believe God for this and this and this, and that's the way every one of us should be doing. Your faith to today should be at a stronger level and at a higher level and a different place today than it was yesterday or especially a year ago. The only way that we grow in faith, we know, is we grow in the Word of God. We grow in wisdom. We grow the Word of God. Faith comes by how? No. Keep going. And hearing, and hearing, and hearing. Come on now. And hearing, and hearing. Come on, stay with me here. And hearing, 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 and hearing some more. It never ends. Faith doesn't come from having heard. It comes from hearing. You and I cannot face um, opposition or uh, 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 continue with our projects every day if we don't have a fresh allotment of faith that day. We can't operate today on yesterday's faith because we're trying to operate on something that re really requires a good portion of faith on some very weak faith. So you remember in Scripture talking about looking into the mirror, the man that goes his way, if he hasn't looked into the mirror, he goes his way, forgets what manner of man he is. So let me, let me, use, this, let me use this just a little bit. Uh, let's say one of you ladies, say you live about maybe 30 minutes away, maybe you've had to drive at least 30 minutes to, to church here this morning. Before you left this morning, you looked in the mirror and made sure everything was just perfect. Your lipstick was on right. Your makeup and everything was just nice and pretty. And uh, you got here at the church, and you was hurrying in, and you hurried in the church, and then somebody walked up to you and says, Ma'am, I'm so sorry. You got makeup all over your face. And you think, oh, my gosh. And what do you do? You take off to the mirror, right, to check. 
Now, what would have happened if right out in the parking lot you had looked in the mirror and you walked in the door and I said, ma'am, you got lipstick all over your face. You said, nah, nah, nah. Why? You just looked in the mirror. What's the only difference? Time. You see where I'm going with this? We need a fresh allotment every day. You've got to have looked into the mirror of the Word of God right then and right there because the enemy will tell you you got ugly all over your face. And you say, uh-uh, I just looked into the mirror. I'm more than a clone. Come on now, I'm preaching better than some of your amen. Hallelujah. That's the truth, you know. All right, so turn in your Bibles, if you would. Let's get started here on this. Turn over here to uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to begin reading here in verse 1. Hallelujah. Now faith. Uh, you know what? We could stop right there and go home. This is so profound. How many of your Bibles in this room do not say, now faith? Raise your hand. That your Bible does not say that. Oh, so your Bible says it. Oh, good. Okay, must be true then. Right? Faith is now. Everybody say, faith is now. So I want to I wanna tell you something. If you go around and you say, you know, someday, or, you know, praise God, I know that sometime soon, did you know there's not an ounce of faith in that? There's no commitment, no commitment in that whatsoever. Faith is now. Faith is now. The next time you words come out of your mouth, you can judge your own words whether you're speaking them in faith or whether you're not. Hallelujah. Well, like I said, we could go home right now and praise God. Say glory to God for that revelation. Because it's true. Now, faith is, praise God. So when you believe in God, when you say something, when you declare something, when you decree something, you decree it in the now. You don't decree it in someday. It's real easy for the flesh to want to not get committed. Well, you know, uh, you know, it might not come to pass. Well, then, you're, obviously, you're not in faith. See, the one that's put on the line here is not you, it's God. And he's good for it, I can guarantee you. Hallelujah. I said he's good for it. Hallelujah. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence or the title deed of things not seen. So, I don't know, 1980, what was that, about 83 when I got bought the first airplane? Airplane. 84. I bought uh, a first airplane. It was a PA-28-180 of Piper, Cherokee. I uh, bought it. in. Uh, we lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time, and uh, uh, the plane was in Omaha, Nebraska. I bought this airplane out of recommendations from my mechanic. I trusted him. I bought the airplane, that, and, and, and it was basically a sight unseen. Uh, that was before you could just pop a picture you know, and send a text it or, or, or anything. 
And uh, he told me the color of it, what it was, and he said, I think this will make you a good, good starter plane, good plane. Okay. So I bought and paid for this plane with eyesight unseen. Well, it wasn't too long after that. I basically got, uh, uh, they don't have a specific title, but a registration of it that puts your name. And, and there was this airplane with my name on it, basically my title deed to that airplane. And I did. I don't know, what was it? It was better than a month. It was almost two months, I think, before we was able to go get it. Quite a while. And the whole time I'd go around telling everybody, praise God, I own an airplane. Well, where? where? Let's see it. Well, it's in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, really? Have you seen it? No. You own an airplane? Well, sure. I got the title deed right here to it. It says it's mine. This plane is mine, praise God. Well, finally, after a couple months, Flew commercially up there to Omaha, went over, jumped in my airplane, and flew away with it, praise God. And, well, I had had it, though, for a couple months. Well, why did I, did I have it when I, as soon as I laid eyes on it? No. I had it since we made the business deal on it, and it put my name on it. When I laid claim to it, it was mine, praise God. Amen. Are you you're getting a faith is the substance of things hoped for, the title deed of things not seen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, I don't know if I can I can believe that. You know, I don't I you know, this faith thing, I you know, I can't I can't see it. Well, let me ask you this. How many of you have ever seen wind? Oh, looky there. It's windy. Oh look, it's windy. What? No. But how many of you know it exists, and it's real? You feel the effects of it, right? Well, faith calls those things that be not as though they were. Yeah, but I can't. Huh. How many of you have seen God? No, but you sure see the effects of it, and you can feel the effects of it, right? Am I right? Hallelujah. You can argue with me till the cows come home and go back and come home again and keep going that, and I can guarantee I will never, ever deny God because I know that I know that I know that I know he is real. Hallelujah. All right, so now faith is the title deed of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then we have all these verses in chapter 11. We refer to this as the hall of fame of faith. We look down and, and we see in verse three, uh, 3, through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Verse 4, and if you, have, if you don't have these underlined or highlighted in your Bible, you need to do this. Every place that you see in here where it says by faith, you need to underline or highlight it so it stands out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen times I've got highlighted in here of by faith. Now when I open this chapter, you know what I see? By faith. Hallelujah. This this chapter was written as an accomplishment of things that was done by faith. Verse four, by faith Abel. Verse 5, by faith Enoch. By faith 7, uh, 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 number 7, by faith Noah. 8, ver by faith Abraham. Again, verse 9, by faith Abraham, surround, uh, 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 
uh, sojourned in the land. Verse 11, through faith, also Sarah received strength to receive uh, the seed planted. Verse 17, again, by faith, Abraham. 20, by faith, Isaac. 21, by faith, Jacob. 22, by faith, Joseph. Verse 29, by faith, Moses. And so you can see right on down here, verse 24, verse 27, verse 28, verse 29, verse 30, verse 31, and verse 33 all mention something that transpired, took place through or by faith. Guess what, folks? This chapter is still being written today, and it's a whole lot longer now than it was back then. And I don't know about you, but I can guarantee you, when you, I, you, they, you check on it now, you'll find my name in there, praise God. And I'm hoping that yours is in there too, praise God. And you can guarantee it is if you exercise your faith in concerning the Word of God and stood with it, praise God. Amen. So... You can see we're not talking about just this standard, just this general, oh, by faith, sister so-and-so, and by faith, brother so-and-so, and you know, they were a person of faith. No, we're talking about the God kind of faith. Hallelujah. I said we're talking about the God kind of faith. All right, now let's, let's, go, uh, let's go back. To, we talk, we're talking about Mark. Let's go back uh, to Mark, uh, the, the 11th chapter. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 11, and let's, uh, let's begin reading here in verse 22. Give you just a moment to get there. Mark eleven twenty-two, 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Again, we could pause and see law. Meditate on that, go home and study it, praise God, and just get plumb excited about it. Well, some translation says, have the faith of God. Actually, that's what the original text uh, uh, transposes to, have faith of or have the God kind of faith. All right? So that's different than sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so. Well, they were a person of faith. Are you seeing the difference I'm making here in this? That we're not talking about just general faith of this was a person of, uh, of faith. They we're just saying basically, well, they believed God, you know. And they, but really, the, the God kind of faith that really that we live by day by day by day. And, and, and we're going to go look at Abraham a little bit because what a great example back in Romans, the fourth chapter, that uh, we see there Abraham and Sarah uh, uh, walking by faith. But let's, let's look at this a little bit here. So hold your place just right there for just a moment, and let's back up in that same chapter a little bit and look at, uh, let, let, let's look at verse, um, uh, verse 11 in chapter 11. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem... And into the temple, and when he had looked around about him uh, upon all things, and now he, uh, the eventide was come, and he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. I tell you what, we just got my wife and I both just got back this year from uh, uh, from uh, Israel, and this is my second time going, 
And I'll tell you what, every person needs to make a trip to Israel. Boy, you talk about Scripture being unfolded. Oh. I mean, here we were on the boat. I know it was true with you too, hon. But, you know, I'm down here on the Sea of Galilee, and all of a sudden we're looking up here where the Mount of Beatitudes, we're, we're looking up here uh, and, and see, uh, you know, real close, close, Bethany, all these places that a big part of Jesus' ministry was right there on the Sea of Galilee. And, man, you're looking at all these places, and, and all of a sudden the time frame that's kind of missing from, from Scripture sometimes comes into play, and you can see, okay, well, he went up to the mountain, and then he came back down, and then he went up here, and then he went over here, and you're right there, and you can see all those places. And did you know Jerusalem is on a hill? Well, a lot of people don't even know that. Well, guess what? That's why it's referred to in Scripture, and we went up to Jerusalem. And guess what? It, it didn't happen in an evening. They didn't get in their car and drive up there. And when they were on foot, it was a many-day journey, depending on how far away that they came. Well, and then also seeing what's happened in 88 was the last time I was there, so 35 years ago. Man, what has changed? Israel has flourished. Holy cow, I see with my own eyes. Pretty incredible what's happened in 35 years. Israel's only 75 years old. So half of its age, I've seen it before, and now you see it. There, with all this attack on three sides constantly, I mean, just right there, the constant attack on them, and they're just thriving. They're just blossoming. More, they're, more they lob missiles, and the more they do to them, Israel just keeps coming right on up. But you know what? On a daily basis, now this is how, like down at Gaza, the Strip, I'll just share this just a little bit. This is how... This is how uh, 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 they attack, like from Gaza especially and around that area. They see a bus across over there, and they'll turn it down for another bus that's got more children on it to blow it up. That's the stuff they live under. They've got, they've got these little bunkers. It's above ground. Not really a bunker, but just uh, bomb shelters. It's above ground that are... Uh, round, big enough, and little holes where the kids can go right into them and close to their playgrounds. They got them all painted up like caterpillars and everything, all pretty. The kids know some of them only have five seconds, depending on how close they are to Gaza. Some of them just right there. When that siren goes off, they, they scurry right into one of those. This is what they live under. I mean, it was like, what was it, hun? Was it like the day after, or just real sure, and after you guys has been there, they were several hours later, that they were uh, bombed just right there. It was the same way when we was there. They live like that all the time. But you know what's really cool? They refuse to live in fear. Well, that spoke to me. They believe God's word to them that they'll be fine, that they'll be taken care of. How much, more sh how much should we believe that and refuse to live in fear? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, that was free. But anyway... So here's Jesus, uh, verse 12, and on the morrow, when they were come unto Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing a fig tree, 
afar off having leaves, he came and happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came in, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet. It sounds like, well, it wasn't any figs. Why did Jesus curse it? No, it should have had figs on it. It didn't. In other words, it was not producing fruit. It was barren. Okay, now look at this. Pay very close attention to this next verse. Everybody read these next three words with me. And Jesus answered. What? Jesus answered? What did he answer? The fig tree? Yeah. He answered a fig tree. Do you know fig trees can talk? Inanimate object, Jesus answered. Now make sure you understand this. This fig tree was speaking to him that you're not getting no figs off of me. You're not getting no fruit off of me. You don't tell the king of kings that. So Jesus answered back. Now let me tell you this. He did it in faith. When you're sitting in your living room, especially about this time of year, when your TV starts talking to you and telling you, well, it's flu season again, you better do some answering. Come on now. You don't let it speak fear and sickness in your household, but you stand, if you need to rise to your feet, point to that thing and say, not in my house in the name of Jesus. Faith does that. Hallelujah. You might have, you might be looking at your stocks and your stocks start taking a dive and you start answering that. It's talking to you. You answer and say, no, you don't. You get back up even above where you were at before. How's that, Tim? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. This world, there'll be a lot of things that'll start talking to you. And you've got to answer those. Sometimes we're in, we get ourselves in the positions we're at because we haven't not answered back what's being spoken to us. The negatives in this world today. Well, you can't have it. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to have lack. Uh, you know, uh, uh, news comes on. Well, you know, you can expect a no, not in my household. I'm of the covenant of faith, praise God. Hallelujah. I choose to walk by faith and not by sight. My God will supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See, I'm not a part of that the natural, uh, uh, um, the natural uh, financial system and everything of this world. Ha, ha, oh, the things of God is greater than Wall Street, praise God. Now, this is something you must always remember. God's word cannot, will not and cannot change. It's impossible for God to lie. Do you agree? And so when you put something of the natural against God's word, it is subject to change. God's word cannot change, 
And so when you put the physical, when you put the natural up against the supernatural, the supernatural will, will remain. It cannot and will not change ever. So whatever that is that's coming along and trying to dictate to you one thing or another, you can look at it and laugh and say, ha, 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 ha. You're natural, you're subject to change. Hallelujah. So Jesus, speaking to this inanimate object, this tree, answered and said, he spoke with his own mouth words. The same mouth that spoke this world into creation, into existence. That same God lives on the inside of us, and when we speak the word of God, it's as God speaks it. There's things sometimes that comes along that needs to change, and we need to speak something that cannot and will not change, speak that against that and see that thing change that needs to change. What is there in your life this morning that needs to take a change? Come on now. What is there in your life that needs to change? Don't put up with it. Don't tolerate it. Speak to that thing in faith, praise God, and watch it change. Come on now. Every one person in this room probably has something that you need to see change. And you're just waiting for it to change. You're not, there's nothing that's going to affect the change until you put something up against it that cannot change. Hallelujah. So, he said, no man shall eat fruit of thee hereafter. And his disciples heard it. What was that, Jesus? No, 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 no. Never mind. You didn't need to hear it. No, he said it loud because he spoke it with authority. Faith will be heard if it's faith. You're not, you don't mealy mouth around with the enemy and negativism. No, you rise up in boldness, praise God. Let the lion of the tribe of Judah roar out your mouth, and you say, how dare you? You've been in my, in my house long enough. Hallelujah. I was telling this story the other night to the men. Uh, many years ago, I think Tim was only a year or two at the most old, and uh, I was telling that story about you and I were in a tiff about something. I don't remember what it was. And uh, it finally it dawned on me what was going on, and I went to the front door, and I opened it, and I said, devil, get out of here in the name of Jesus. Open the door. Get. I looked up, and the neighbor's over across the street standing there looking at me like he was. <laughs> I know he was waiting for a dog to come running out of here or something. But I didn't care. She was not my problem. The enemy was stirring things. And it wasn't, get out of here, devil. No, faith is bold. Well, that's not my, that's not my uh, 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 DNA. That's just not, well, stop it. The lion of the tribe of Judah lives on the inside of you. Hallelujah. You never roared before. It's time to start, praise God. 
say, well, God isn't isn't deaf. No, but he's not nervous either. Praise God. Hallelujah. When Jesus said something that needed to be said, you find out that the people heard it, and they heard it loud enough that they recorded it. It was not, I'm not sure what Jesus said, but I think he said, and I think he might have meant, no, you don't find any of that in Scripture, do you? No, and Jesus said, and it's very plain what he said. Well, we're his children. The words of the Word of God should come out our lips just like if it was Jesus speaking to them. Really cool this week. Brother brought uh, uh, two swords here. And uh, uh, what a great thing to have in a men's conference, I guess. <laughs> we enjoyed them. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, uh, but the Word of God, the Bible tells us, is like a two-edged sword that should be coming out of our mouth. Well, is the purpose of the sword? Oh, just look how pretty my sword is. No, it's to do something. It'll cut both directions, praise God. And it'll cut the negativity. It'll cut anything the enemy tries to put in our way. Glory to God. I'm telling you, we need to uh, wield that sword in great faith, praise God. When we speak it, we speak it in faith. Could you imagine somebody going to battle with a sword? Eh, uh, I use this thing. (laughs) No, you better get schooled in it real quick. Hallelujah. Well, we should be schooled in the Word of God. We should know that we know what God's Word says, and when we exercise faith, praise God, it begins to work on our behalf. What time are you used to being done? No, what time are you truly used to being done? Oh, well, it's past that. I didn't get this till just 10 minutes ago, right? <laughs> well, glory, praise God. Are you getting anything here? Amen. All right, I'll try to hurry here. Do my best. What's it mean when a pastor, minister says try to hurry? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, we know, don't we, brother? Okay, now... Then what happens? Because this is the this is the illustration. He's showing, Jesus is showing his disciples here, this is how faith works. Because he, he brings it brings them back to this point. And he and look, and he says uh, uh, in verse uh, 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 verse nine verse nineteen. Here and when even was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Well, isn't that strange? First time it ever dried up in its life from its roots. Wonder why that was. In verse 20, uh, 21, And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto them, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. Huh. Jesus says, oh, would you look at that? Imagine that. No, 
he jumped right in there. And what did he say? Have faith in God. You wonder about this? Have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. He's telling them this is how the God kind of faith operates. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, how many whosoever's do we have here today? Should be every hand, praise God. Whosoever shall say, how shall what? Say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. How many times does they say in there? Three times. Well, wouldn't one been enough, repetitive enough? But no, three times. Must be pretty important, don't you suppose? And they heard him when he spoke to the fig tree. Because why? He saith unto the mountain. Hallelujah. And he shall receive, uh, oh, no, no, no. Thank you, Jesus. My page. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall what? And when ye stand praying, forgive. You can't do these, this. You can't do faith outside of in unforgiveness. It won't work. It just gets clogged up, and it just it just don't work. But you got to forgive. Thank you, Lord. I just heard the Spirit of the Lord say, somebody in this room right now, that if you'll just let that thing go, the Spirit of God is putting his finger on it right now as I'm speaking. If you'll let that thing go, those things that you're believing God for will come, begin to happen that quick, that quick. You watch it. You watch it. Whoever it is, don't let that no longer, don't let pride get in the way and stop you. Say, okay, I'm done. I give up. And give it to God right now. Get it under the blood. Get it under the blood. Hallelujah. That's how much God loves you as he pointed it out right there because he, he don't want the enemy getting in and stopping the blessing of God. There might be more than one, but there, there was one. Oh, I just specifically, praise God, heard it. Glory to God. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. For if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. All right, there's a lot that we could, a lot more we could do and add to this here. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't spent some time, go to Romans, the fourth chapter, and read, read about Abraham. We talked about the seed here this weekend with the men, how the attack is against the seed uh, on our men. The men carry the seed and the attack is against that seed in the earth. Always has been. Always will as long as we live in a, 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 an earth that's with a curse on it. But we, if we know what it is, then we know what the, the trap falls to avoid. Amen? And so uh, Abraham here, the Bible says that he was strong in faith giving glory to God. And being Fully, everybody say fully, fully persuaded. What's that look like? 
That's an absolute, right? Being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Hallelujah. So, the God kind of faith, they, it was very plain, it was laid out in Scripture for us so that we would understand. It is our currency that we operate in. There'll be things today that'll be accomplished in believers' life all around this world that truly operate in the God kind of faith that'll happen today. And I would highly encourage you to be one of those. The same tomorrow, the same the day after, and after, and after, and so forth, and so on. This is how we live. When somebody says, oh, you're one of those faith people, you mean, oh, you mean you're not? What? Are you even born again? Let's get you born again. Let's just start there. Because you can't please God outside of faith. I mean, to me, that locates them. Oh, well, if you're saying that, you must not even know Jesus. Let's get that fixed. Oh, no, 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 but I'm, no, apparently not. <laughs> well, glory. Somebody say glory. Did you get anything out of this today? There's a lot more we could go. Pastor Sean, I know, teaches on faith. It was just, you know, I had some different ways I was going to go. And I just felt, you know, yesterday when I was praying and studying, the Lord says, no. And they asked me what to title this. I said, it's, the, it's our bread and butter. It is. I mean, that's... When, every, when all the dust settles, when everything else is, comes and goes, we must know how to live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't, you know, we've been, every one of us is in this together. Every one of us have, um, have lived our lives in, uh, in, uh, um, with our five physical senses. We've been taught that all over life. You need to depend on this. I mean, still to this day, I don't know if anybody else does or not, but I get milk out of the fridge, it goes past my nose before it goes anywhere. Why? Because I've had some that I wished it went past my nose. Okay, the Lord reminded me something. I need to give a little illustration. I need a chair. I have your chair there and... Uh, Move over to that one, but let me have this. Hallelujah. All right. Do this real quick. Everybody know what this is, right? Now, how many of you have ever had chairs fail them? One or two? It wasn't pleasant, was it? How many of you... When you came in this door today, before you sit down, you picked this chair up and you examined it real good. Yeah, brought me a screwdriver just for that. <laughs> you looked at it, made sure that all the screws are where they should be. 
and you tested it out, and you, uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to, oh, glory to God. <laughs> Say, what are you doing? You exercise a natural faith. You come in, plopped your old self down in that chair, you didn't look at it one bit. And you've had them fail you before. Are you see what I'm saying? Will God ever fail? Has he ever let you down? But yet some people treat God the same way they treat a chair. There's a big difference, folks. Your God loves you so much, he'll never fail you. He'll never let you down. You can trust him with everything you got. So jump in with a God kind of faith with everything you got. Hallelujah. That's who we are, amen? Well, give him praise. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.